Patrick Elias with 2.32 left in the third. And the Devils have taken a 2-1 lead. Here's Grossman with a wrist shot, and Brodeur snatches it out of midair. Here's 88. Lindros makes the move, and Lindros is powered down to the ice by Scott Stevens. What is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Trey Matthews. Happy Saturday, everybody. Yeah, I know. I missed the deadline again, so I have to post on Saturday again. You know what? Don't get used to it because the schedule will go back to normal on Monday. Like I said, I've been in college, so I've been a little hectic, just trying to get used to my dorm, my classes. So yeah, I accidentally missed a deadline because I was really busy and I was really tired. Yes, it's the first week. I get stressed out on the first week. So uh, I'm sure a lot of you've been to college, so uh, you probably can feel my pain. Just have some empathy. So anyway, today's episode is going to be special. So in a couple episodes back, I stated that we are going to discuss about the importance of what goes on in the world, and that includes the Black Lives Matter uh, program, and it also includes what goes on in our world, and why are people so angry? Why are people so confused? Why are people so against it? Why are people so for it? And basically, I just wanted to talk about it again, but here's the thing. I am probably aware that you guys are tired of listening to uh, me talk about the Black Lives Matter movement, what goes on in the world. I know you guys just want to listen to hockey or just some sort of other topic, but here's the thing. Some things are bigger than what we have to normally talk about because this is the world we live in. I'm sorry. So that's what I said in a couple episodes back. But here's the thing. I know you guys are tired of listening to it, and I'll level with you. I'm tired of just giving it. I'm tired of it. I'm just tired of running this solo. So here's what I did a couple days ago. I reached out to people in the Locked On Network group chat, and I said, I am welcome to come on to any show, and we just discuss about this, so that way we could get new perspectives, we could get new stories, and maybe just maybe have some fun with it at the end and just you know talk about something else and venture off into other things. But this has to be addressed, and I wanted to get my colleagues involved. So uh, I have a list of guest stars lined up for right now. So right now, I brought Jared from Locked On Hurricanes, and I brought Jason back, because if you remember, in yesterday's episode, we did a four-part crossover, and that was very exciting. So Jason is from the Locked On Ducks, so all three of us came together, and we basically had one fun episode. It's going to be a two-parter. So part one, we're going to be talking about the Black Lives Matter movement and also our opinions, our perspectives. And it's kind of interesting because I'm from the East, Jason's from the West, and Jared's from the South. So you know what? This is a lot of fun and I hope you guys are going to enjoy it. And it just gives us all a different perspective on how to see the world. So hopefully you guys do enjoy it. And I'm going to bring them in in just one moment. But first, I have to say something very important. This is my first time doing a threesome crossover. So obviously when we do these kind of things, it gets tiring I lose my energy and you know what I do before the show I eat a built bar to give me energy so it just boosts my energy up it's very good and you know what I just really enjoy it so I think you should get one wait 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 a second you don't know what a built bar is let me tell you something about built bar built bar is the best tasting protein bar ever the improved built bar is even more delicious 18 amazing flavors including nut and non-nut flavors six new flavors caramel brownie cookies and cream cherry barcia Lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp. Oh my gosh, this is delicious. I've already had a few when I go out to the gym and they are super healthy too. You're probably thinking, wait a minute, these bars are covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew. Uh, 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 sounds like an unhealthy snack. That is not true. As I stated, Built Bars are healthy. 
Built Bar is great for the health conscious guy. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Built Bars are low in calorie, low in sugar, high protein, high fiber. Great for a keto diet. And you, yes you, I'm going to make an offer that you can't refuse. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKEDON and get $10 off at BuiltBar.com. There we go. I repeated it so that way you don't have to rewind it. Go to BuiltBar.com and get your Built Bars right now. All right, listeners, let me level with you for a second. Talking about erectile dysfunction is never easy. Usually we just brush it off or blame ourselves, saying things like, oh, I lost my mojo, or we avoid it all together with excuses like, I had a long day at work, or sorry, honey, I'm not just feeling it. Uh, I'm watching the New Jersey Devils game. Uh, Can we just cuddle instead? But with Roman, it is easy to talk about it. With a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication, it's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you could get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. How do I get started, you might be asking? Well, it's simple. Just go to GetRoman.com XXX and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be so tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a healthcare professional and take care of it. Again, go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL today. If approved, you'll get $15 off of your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL. You know how we do it on this show. Usually I repeat my advertisement so that way you don't have to rewind it and so that way you get the point. Go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL. All right, guys. Uh, um, I am joined by the host of the Locked On New Jersey Devil podcast, and Locked On Anaheim Ducks podcast, Trey and JD. Say hello, guys. What's up? How's it going? As we've discussed privately um, today, uh, the world has gotten even more shitty, um, for lack of a better term, um, with everything going on. And I contacted you guys, you know, because I wanted to bring you guys on as well as any other hosts that wanted to discuss um, just the current state of things in the country and how sports as a whole are handling it, uh, especially the NHL, um, which we'll discuss that in detail later. Um, but take it away, guys. Um, you guys give me and my listeners uh, your thoughts on what is going on and how people are handling it. I don't know how they're handling it, to be honest. As far as the NBA is concerned, I'm glad they were at the forefront of getting things rolling. Obviously, the Milwaukee Bucks, it's their backyard, essentially. So they should be the first team out. Uh, There were questions yesterday from different media people saying, the only reason this happened so fast is because it's the Milwaukee Bucks. Well, it shouldn't just be about that. There's so much nastiness going on outside of sports that it needs to be mentioned. And I'm glad that the NBA took the initiative to be the first sport to say, you know, what, we're not going to have games today. As far as the NHL is concerned, uh, might it be a day late of a dollar short? I'm still unsure about that. I'm glad the NHL is trying to do something. And I'm glad that some players are speaking out about it. So I guess yeah. I should be happy, question mark. Kind of. Yeah. I mean, that's where I'm at at the moment. 
just for now. Where I'm stuck at is uh, kind of neutral because, you know, um, w- when this all transpired, when this all happened, I was stunned. I didn't expect any of this to, you know, occur. So we hear that the Milwaukee Bucks are, uh, I wouldn't say boycott. I, I'm not going to say boycott because they're not boycotting the NBA because the NBA has done well to them. Like, this is more of a strike. This is more of to bring awareness. So, you know, when we um, when we get the news that all this is occurring, but the very next day, like, which is today at the time of this recording, the NBA is going to resume. And now, you know, mm-hmm. sports are going to resume very soon. My question is, is, where do you go from here? Because like, okay, you just, you just did something performative. You brought, you brought, uh, you got people's attention. But my question is, is like, what do you plan to go from here? I agree. Um, I would definitely would hope that, um, all these leagues have a plan in place for when they start to play again of how are you going to continue making this, issue uh forefront in the consciousness of the people watching um because obviously we spoke about the nba uh postponing all their stuff um the mlb has postponed games as well mls uh major league soccer has uh wnba has i saw something about tennis as well um and obviously today a day late, um, but the NHL as well postponing the games uh, that were supposed to take place tonight on Thursday, as well as uh, Friday's games as well getting uh, postponed. Um, I definitely hope that these leagues and not necessarily the leagues, but the players uh, have a plan in place of how they're going to continue this. Um, Because especially with the NBA, it was not, the league's decision to uh, postpone these games, the players took that into their own hands, you know, with the Milwaukee Bucks, you know, being the first team to do so. Um, Yeah. I know there was a little bit of talk today about the NHL postponing their stuff of it being the league deciding to do it. Um, But I did see some stuff um, earlier, uh, shortly before we started playing, it was the players' decision um, to postpone the games. Um, uh, Kadri from the Avs being one in particular that said it was the players' choice. Right. The thing is, we don't want to peer pressure people into doing something. That's one of the issues I had I agree. before, like, you know, kneel for hockey, like hockey players should kneel. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you, don't, don't peer pressure them into doing it. Like I said, like, you know, I, I prefer action more than being performative because you got some people who are just kneeling for the anthem. You got some people who are posting black screens to their um, to their Instagram page, you know, Blackout Tuesday, that kind of thing that happened uh, earlier in the summer. And, you know, you, you got people changing their Facebook profiles to like, you know, Black Lives Matter kind of thing. And also I saw the NHL doing We Skate for Black Lives. And I'm just like, OK, that's good. But that's all performative. At the end of the day, what good does it do? So I, I, I prefer action. Like uh, one of one of our guys, PK Subban, he donated fifty thousand dollars to the to George Floyd's daughter's uh, GoFundMe page, and he told the NHL, and the NHL matched that. See, that goes a much longer way than you know being performative and and versus you know uh, like kneeling and things like that. 
I have no problem with it, but I just say, make sure you put in the work behind the scenes. That's why I've been tough saying on my show is like, you know, don't, you know, the performative is, you know, doing that is nice. But remember, there, there are a few other things that will go a much longer way. I do agree there. I mean, that age old adage of actions speak louder than words. It's all well and good to have all these words plastered everywhere, putting whatever on your social media. But if you're not actually actively doing something about it, then it's just a hollow statement of what you're saying. There's no meaning behind it. That's how I kind of felt about some of the other actions that took place earlier in the playoffs. Um, There was some praise. There was a lot of praise for Matt Dumba kneeling down and having that impassioned speech before an earlier playoff game. Which I thought was a great speech. Yeah, I, thought, I remember that. Yeah, Matt Dumbledore. Yeah, I remember Matt watching that. Right, 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 right. He got a lot of hate on it. Like, if you look at the YouTube video, I think there's uh, more dislikes uh, to likes ratio on it, which, you know, uh, I, I don't know. I guess people just want uh, players to just shut up and just play the game. But, you know, like I said, yeah. you, can't take, you can't take politics out of sports because at the end of the day, these are people. But go ahead, Jason. What were you saying? That's exactly what I was going to say. And thank you for saying that instead of me. Look, the NHL is a little bit political, like every sport, you know, when it's football, basketball, baseball, whatever. The outside world is going to come in sometimes. That's just how it happens. You can't just ignore the outside world and tune out to whatever is going on in our world, whether it is a natural disaster or whether it is something social, the outside world is the outside world. It has to come in as far as what the NHL has done. Yeah. It's shameful that there were so many more negative comments than there were positive comments, but we have to have the positive comments speak louder than the hate. than all these negative people saying, keep politics out of our sports. We're never going to watch hockey again. Well, if that's the case, we don't, we don't want you. We don't want those kind of fans. Yeah. I was about to say, if that's the case, you can just fuck off. I'd rather have people that care about one, even one another, that whole hockey is for everyone campaign that they do have it mean something that it means is for every single person that every single person is going to be welcome. Um, I have a quote here um, from Tyler Sagan of the Dallas Stars that he put out, I believe, earlier this afternoon. Uh, I don't know if it's because we come from, honestly, the hockey culture of kind of being quiet, kind of not speaking your mind all the time. I think guys have to become more comfortable and confident to do so, uh, to speak up. But as far as league-wide, I definitely think we need to do more. Um, And I do agree with that statement of guys need to really start using the platform. Um, Obviously, some guys have, you know, him, you know, really starting to speak up, Evander Kane, Subban, uh, being guys actually uh, one of the Hurricanes alternate captains uh, earlier this afternoon. He um, puts his posted something on his Instagram story, um, Jacob Slavin. He posted something talking about the whole situation um, today. And uh, guys really just need to start using their platform and bring awareness to this um, because kind of like the books making the decision to 
sit out the game. Um, these players need to be using their platform. And what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I'm blanked. Um, fuck. And just action versus performative. I, I don't know if that was yes. What you're action to speaks louder than words. Right. Right. Yes. Uh, actually, do sit by and do nothing. Um, actually do something. You are a person who has people that listen to you and you need to speak to them about these hard to discuss issues. Um, you may not want to, but it's something that you need to do. Unfortunately, go ahead. Go ahead, Trey. Uh, that's correct. And one of the issues I also saw, you know, which was trying to promote like uh, non-progressiveness in, um, in hockey was uh, Donald Trump's son, Eric. I, I also mentioned this on my show. He tweeted out a video of, you know, the national anthem being played and the hockey player is standing. He said, thank you for standing NHL with um, three uh, American flag emojis. I remember that. Oh. Now you're promoting it. Now you're now it's out there. Oh, holy shit. You took the words again out of my mouth. Yeah, I, I was exactly that. going to say that, Trey. Really? Right when what I was like, yep. Right when I said, unfortunately, and thank you for saying that. As soon as Trump posted that, a lot of people from that side said, oh, hockey's the best sport in the world. Yeah. Do we want those kind of fans in the NHL? No. No, because they're going to be toxic. Exactly. No one wants that. Yeah. I don't. I I mean, speaking for myself personally, I don't want to go to a game and feel that I'm going to get yelled at because. I'm not white. I don't I don't want that. Right. And another issue that I think hockey has yeah. is that, you know, it is diverse. It, it, it is in terms of, um, you know, getting people from different countries, but it's not like baseball diverse. So like in baseball, you get a lot of like minority players. So you get people from, you know, these South American countries. So you get people from like Mexico, Venezuela, the Dominican Republic you know, people like that. But in um, hockey, you get like European players. So like uh, you get people from like the Czech Republic, Sweden, uh, France. Uh, you, you obviously you get a lot of people from Canada, you know, depending on where you live. Uh, uh, since we're all American, you know, we, we consider Canada, uh, you know, being a different country because, you know, it is to us. But, you know, I don't know. Uh, it, it depends on where you live. But um so you see that it is diverse in terms of like getting people from different countries, but in terms of race, that's where, you know, the, the line gets a little murky. Oh my God. You mentioned baseball. That's, that's one sport that I'm very disappointed in, not the sport itself. And a lot of players are speaking out in baseball. Most concerned about and worried about in baseball is Rob Manfred. Um, Earlier today, he tried to pull a, social justice awareness stunt. I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but he wanted to have players from the Mets symbol. And I'm quoting here symbolically leave the field at seven ten before returning an hour later to play at eight. Even though the players don't want to play tonight. What kind of bullshit is that? No, 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 no. See, that's the issue I have. We cannot be performative. That's not, what you need to do so like yeah 
going out and protesting, that's great. Kneeling, great. You know, posting uh, black screens to your Instagram page during the Blackout Tuesday, that's great and all. But at the same time, stop trying to do something that might get you a social media buzz. That might, you know, change your status symbol on social media saying, oh, he's a uh, progressive or no, 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 no. We need to put in the work behind the scenes. And what he did was just just what I hate about it is because, you know, you're trying to be performative, dude. You're not even trying to make a change. You're just trying to t jump on the bandwagon, create some buzz and just be like the MLB is progressive and, you know, that kind of thing. No, 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 no. That is just completely idiotic and it's, just it's naive of him. Yeah, it's, it's a, a stunt. stunt. It's a, that's not what we want. We don't want a yeah, publicity stunt. Sorry, I'm, I'm going to quote here. Uh, Brody Van Wiegen from the Mets, he quoted as saying, at the leadership level, he doesn't get it. He just doesn't get it. And I agree. Rob Manfred trying to pull these BS stunts, he's been doing this all season long. And it's discouraging for the game of baseball. I wouldn't be surprised if I saw more players in MLB strike and not play because of this. I mean, the Mets don't want to play it, or some players from the Mets do not want to play. Just cancel that game. Yeah, they're not going to do that because Rob Manfred is looking out for Rob Manfred. He's only looking out for himself. That's it. You know, he wants to destroy minor league baseball. Okay, that's a thing, I guess, because minor league baseball, they're losing 40 to 50 teams. To him, success isn't about social change. To him, success is getting the season done and playing as many games as possible. He's not going to have the whole league shut down for a day or two, like the NHL, like the NBA, like the WNBA. Rob Manfred is just about himself. It's almost like he wants the league to fail or something. I don't know what to make of it. I'm disappointed. What do you say, Jared? Yeah. Um, uh, with this here, um, I've been off watching baseball for a while now. You know, I used to watch the Red Sox a lot. Um, but with this, just it really makes me just tune out of baseball, um, as a whole, as well as the way the owners handled that strike, um, and just everything of the COVID situation. And now this. Like I just, I just can't with baseball anymore. I, I seriously just can't. Especially the MLB. I enjoy like the minor league stuff, like Dream Bulls, uh, the Wood Ducks. I mean, those are local, but the MLB as a whole, this, I just can't take it anymore with them. I seriously can't. It, it just has me at a loss for words, honestly. That they would, that he would say something like that. Mm -hmm. I just. I, I just can't with baseball anymore. At least the MLB. I think a lot of people can agree with you because, you know, I'm a college baseball player and yet um, I can't even watch it anymore because it's just not enjoyable because with all these blackouts, uh, rules, regulations, uh, just what he's trying to do is just, you know, uh, they need someone like Adam Silver in that in that uh, joint. So would would you really, go back really to watching? Uh, would you go back to watching regularly if it was a different commissioner? Probably. Honestly, same, same. Maybe. Um, maybe not at first. Um, I would want to see 
actual change um, as a whole that he's trying to, or she, whoever it may be, um, is trying to change the image of the league for the better. Um, if they're doing that, then yeah, I'd get back on board. Right. Yeah, it's frustrating. Um, and something else that happened today. Um, um, I know you guys not living in North Carolina. That may not be as big of a name in for you guys. Um, they held a rally at uh, Shasef talk today. Um, but Coach K's little uh area he has in honor of him um but they held a rally today and the basketball team spoke um coach k he spoke um videos um to the little group chat or whatever we have you have all the hosts um and that was encouraging to see um that that not words and coach k did uh say that you know what they're doing i believe it was later on today is that what they were going to do is they were all going to go register and vote and learn you know how you know this election is going to work and they're going to vote for change um and do their part to make this country better I guess so, the there. Um, so yeah, that's a great leadership from Mike Shashesky. That's how you say it, Shashesky. Uh, people just say uh, Coach yes, K. I, I was totally getting tongue-tied there. Yeah, everyone does, but that's great leadership. You you love to see it like that because uh, you know with with a sport like basketball or football or or you know even a sport like baseball where it's where it's predominantly uh, played by a bunch of minorities and how, um, you know, you have uh, white people like in like the mostly in the front office or as the coach or whatever the case might be, you know, that's uh that's good leadership because the one thing I just ask from people is you don't have to get it, but at least understand. That's all I ask. Understand that. Yes, I agree there. Um, I don't know if you guys saw this right now. Go ahead, Jared. Um, staying with basketball, but Jalen Brown, um, from the Celtics, uh, he said this, um, you know, as far as regards to um, the shooting up in Wisconsin, he said, Stop telling us every cop isn't bad, tell them every black male is not a threat. And that was, you know, it's one sentence, but it says a lot. That does say a lot because what he's saying is like, okay, you want us to see it one way. You got to see it from our way too. You got to understand the frustration because uh, sticking to the sport of basketball, we look at someone like uh, Doc Rivers who uh, said in an interview that he, he had a, uh, his father was a cop. So, you know, he knows that there's good cops, but you know, we need the good cops to speak out and just be like, not every uh, black person you see is a threat. Like, you know, we can't be racially profiled. We can't be, uh, we can't have our lives risk. Like if I get pulled over, like, is this the end of my life? Is this the end of the road? And I don't even know it. 
So, you know, that's uh, that's one of the things that that's a very powerful quote, as you said, Jared, because uh, it really says a lot. It says that, listen, you have to see it two ways because we don't we know I know at least that there are good cops, but I need them to see like, listen, not every black person you see is a threat. So I'm not a threat. My brother, my two brothers is not a threat. My sister is not a threat. My family's not a threat. You know, that's what that's what you have to see it. I feel like I'm caught between a rock and a hard place because um, I am a minority also working in, in a white sport and a predominantly white sport. And I, I kind of can relate a little bit. I could. I have two instances that I need to share with you guys. One, I come from a big family, and two, I am in college and I am broke. So sometimes when you're looking for something to eat, you just don't know what you want. Sometimes you want Chinese, sometimes you want pizza, sometimes you want Froyo, sometimes you want this restaurant, sometimes they want the other restaurant, and sometimes when I'm in my college campus dorm, I don't know what I want to eat and I just don't feel like leaving because I got to stay in my dorm and study, thanks to a lot of teachers, but you know something? I need food, so what do I do? I use DoorDash because with DoorDash, there's always something for everyone. Now, for some of you that might not know, DoorDash is the app that brings you food you're craving right now right to your door. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. With over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you can support your local go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, and the Cheesecake Factory. Mmm, that all sounds pretty good right now many of your favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery just open the doordash app select your favorite local restaurant and your food will be left right at your door doordash deliveries are now contactless to keep the community we operate in safe fashion and i'm about to make an offer that you can't refuse yes you yes you right now our listeners can get five dollars off and zero delivery fees on their first order of fifteen dollars or more when you download the doordash app and enter the code locked on nhl that's right five dollars off your first order and zero delivery fees when you download the door Dash app in the app store and enter the code locked on NHL. Don't forget that's the code locked on NHL for five dollars off your first order with DoorDash. There we go. I've repeated it like three times so that way you don't forget. Get the DoorDash app and order right away. I'm about to order me a burger after this. How so? Um, I guess the reason I could relate is because you know where I lived for a brief time, you know, I was just on an island by myself. And kind of the same thing. Oh, so this person's going to shoot us up. That actually did happen uh, to me in high school where I got accused that I was going to, and I'm not even kidding on this, to shoot up the school because of the color of my skin. This unfortunately was a thing that happened. And, you know, it's still something that kind of creeps in the back of my mind a little bit that I kind of block out. But i don't i don't know i I guess i'm just kind of caught in the middle here it's it's weird going up uh whenever you just said what you were told when you were a kid uh interview i did with malcolm hayes uh he plays for the kansas city mavericks in the echl now um yeah interview a couple months back and uh, it was right after that uh, Hockey Diversity Alliance um, was formed. And he said, we were talking about hockey culture and how it needs to change. And I had asked him, had he experienced, you know, anything, um, you know, anything being said to him? 
And he obviously said, yes, um, being a black person, you know, in hockey, you know, predominantly white sport. And he told me that the first time someone ever called him was when he was nine years old uh, during a game. Nine. And I believe he's like 25 now, if I remember correctly. Yeah, when I when I played, I was and called every name in the book, every, every possible name. Yeah, that just that you could think of on on the ice, um, playing street hockey. Yeah, it never stopped, never. Someone and once told me that it, I didn't belong just... in hockey. What was that, Trey? Someone once yeah. told me that I didn't belong in hockey. I've unfortunately gotten that too. Is... I've actually gotten the quote, you know, like speechless at multiple times. I've heard like, "Hey, Beaner, um, go back to the fields," you know, that stuff like that. Go back to picking strawberries. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if you guys saw this is as we're recording, but. The NHL had a very powerful statement, and one of those players, if I can read a couple of the quotes here, this is just a few minutes ago from Ryan Reeves. Go ahead. So um, here's what he had to say. So Ryan Reeves spoke out with pretty much the rest of the Western bubble standing right behind him, and it was a very powerful moment. So I'm just going to read some of what he said. Quote, I couldn't be more proud of these guys. The statement we've made today is something that's going to last. These two days are not going to fix anything, but the conversations and the statement that has been made are very powerful, especially coming from the league. I think it's more, it's a more powerful thing that it started with white players from other teams wanting to talk. I go to war with these guys and I hate their guts on the ice, but I couldn't be prouder of these guys. This statement we're making today is something that's going to last. And that's some of what Ryan Reeves said just a few minutes ago. Um, yeah, what do you guys think of that statement? You know, um, it really shows or demonstrates the sense of brotherhood in a sporting um, environment because, like, I know in a league like the NBA, they say outside we're all brothers, but, you know, we want you to succeed, just not against my team, but, you know, things are just bigger than sports. And this is just a great example of just showing like, Hey, we care about the issues we have to face. We care about what we all have to go through and we're all in this together. And like I said, for anybody who says we need to keep politics out of sports, I I don't know what else to say, but like, just screw you because they're literally like, you can't keep it out of, you can't keep it out of sports because these are real life people too. When they exit the rink, they're people like you and me. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's been yeah, politics in sports they have for as long as I can remember. There's politics in sports. Um, it, I don't know if you guys remember this example. This may, might show my age a little bit, but one of the more powerful things that I remember growing up was the 1991 NBA All Star Game. The reason that stands out is because the All Star Game took place in. Charlotte, I think. I think it was in your neck of the woods, Jared. And when they played <laughs> the national anthem, everybody was cheering because that was at the time taking place during the Gulf War. And I'll even bring other examples into this. 
Um, so that's an NBA example. For an MLB example, look no further than um, fans chanting when Osama bin Laden was killed. I remember that. Phillies and uh, Phillies and Mets, I believe. That's the one. Yep. Where the news was starting to circulate slowly that Osama had been killed. And then you see the swell of emotion go through the crowd. And then you start hearing chants of USA, USA. And even the announcer said, I know there's a game going on, but we have to let you know what's going on in the world. Yeah. Politics, outside world, sports, they've always been intertwined, no matter what. Right. And yeah, I remember. One thing I remember um, speaking about when uh, the whole Osama situation uh, happened, um, I remember uh, The Rock coming out on Monday Night Raw, and obviously, like, the say chance and whatnot and he just said we but yeah i mean politics will always be a part of sports because like you said when something is going on something really major you know it's going to get talked about Mm -hmm. and people it may not be necessarily comfortable with it um but it needs to be talked about i couldn't say that better myself because you know yeah. we, we just got to know we're people at the end of the day we 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 uh we we all experience the we all experience the same thing and you know or not let me rephrase that at at the end of the day what when an athlete takes off their helmet when an athlete exits the rink the field whatever the case might be we're all people we're all citizens like there, there's no hierarchy because you know take everything away you know, we, 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 we all want the same thing. We want unity. We want fairness. We want uh, freedom. You know, we, we all want the same thing, but you know, we, we, I I just, I just want to see better. That's the thing. I just, I think we can do better. Absolutely. We can always do better. Um, Yes. That is my biggest thing with all of this of we can do better actions speak louder than words. And these statements are all well and good, but we need to do better. You know, like to show my nerdness here, as Master Yoda says, do or do not, there is no try. <laughs> Star Wars reference. My dad will like that. I literally have the, the force is strong with you. Little and it's a picture right above my computer so yes i like star wars you you are no longer a young padawan no i have a baby yoda over on my shelf as well (laughs) i mean i have a bunch of star wars stuff too but i'm not going to get into that because we could be here for days um oh my god stuff everywhere um but did you guys have anything else that you add to this? Um, any things did you want this NHL, NBA, whatever? I got nothing. I'm glad the NBA is doing something. I'm glad the NHL is finally doing something. MLB do yeah. better. 
I can't wait to see the yes. fallout from that. I say derisively. Um, yeah. I agree. I definitely want to see the MLB do better. I'm glad the NHL has stepped up and done something. Um, even though their season hasn't even started, uh, there have been NFL teams that have sat out their practices. Um, they obviously don't have games to play, but you know that's what they can do. Um, and I respect them for it. Uh, the Detroit Lions being, uh, I believe, the first one to do so, and then they held a like a little press conference meeting thing with the media. Uh, but yeah, I agree. And it was nice to see the Bruins get their asses. <laughs> seven oh, goals, seven goals, seven What's with goals. With all these seven, seven to one goals, just I think everyone just forgot to play defense, or everyone's just out of shape because. This is like the fifth seven to one score I've seen in these playoffs. There's been a lot of them. Yeah, there's it, been a few. Yeah, you know, two. You know who two of them were against? The Arizona Coyotes. Coyotes, Coyotes were out of their. Let's let's not talk about that one. Oh, why not? You want um, to talk about that embarrassment? That was so bad. <laughs> hey, you're, hey, Jason. I do not. His team, uh, his team is doing better than our team right now, so we're in no room to to talk trash because our team that, weren't even invited to the bubble. That's true. We didn't <laughs> get the invite. We got nothing. All we got was a nice little there, 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 there. It will not get better. <laughs> it's always nice to do these types of episodes with other people because with unity, togetherness understanding, compassion. It can go a long way. Love is stronger than hate. And I really appreciate these two taking the time out their day just to have this discussion. And trust me, there's always more in store for these types of issues. So thanks for listening to today's episode. Continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day, New Jersey. And I will leave you with this. More than a game, bigger than hockey. Always remember that. Enjoy your day off.